Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, thanks for tuning into the podcast again. Tired of your business's healthcare costs unpredictably increasing every year? Healthcare costs are typically a business's second or third line item expense. And if you're like most employers, it's an expense that's growing faster than your revenue. Luckily for employers, Novetta Health has the solution. Novetta Health is a full-service healthcare consulting firm with proven strategies to lower your healthcare costs by up to 30% or more. They operate on a fee-for-service model and never mark up any of their medical or pharmaceutical claims. None of your employees have to leave their doctor or pharmacist either. Their health captive and pharmacy benefit manager are the most cost-effective and transparent solutions in the whole country. What they do is not magic, it's just honest. So if you're tired of overspending on health insurance and want to learn more, visit outcomesrocket.health save for a free spend analysis to see how you too could save by switching to Novetta Health. That's outcomesrocket.health save for your free spend analysis. Outcomesrocket.health save. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the privilege of having Dr. Tom Giannulli on the podcast. He's the CMIO for IHMI at the American Medical Association. He's a practicing physician and chief medical information officer at a number of innovative and successful organizations over the past 20 years. He's a fan of healthcare technology and innovation in the medical arena and has served as a strategic leader to guide several EHR and related software solutions and evangelize advanced technology and products within the healthcare setting. With over 15 years of deep experience in mobile tech and medical software, he helps shape companies, businesses, and clinical strategy. Previously, he was Chief Medical Information Officer at Carrillo, Hippocrates, the founder and Chief Executive Officer of Care Tools, which developed the first iPhone-based EHR, and he's also been the VP of Advanced Research for Clinical Data Critical and the founder and CEO of Physics. He loves working with small and independent practices to help them use technology to improve the patient experience, practicing what he calls heads-up medicine. So that's a brief snippet of Dr. Giannulli, but what I want to do is welcome him to the podcast and have him fill in any of the gaps of the introduction. Tom, welcome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. That was a really good introduction, and I think you covered the bases really well there. So uh, I really don't have anything to add, and I uh, look forward to talking further about uh, the topic today. Nah, thanks a lot, Dr. Giannulli, and, uh, and we're excited to have you on as well. So to begin with, I uh, want to ask, what got you into the medical sector? Well, it's interesting. As a, as a child, we had some friends that were physicians, and my family really respected that role in society, and it kind of uh, motivated me to be good student and uh, one day go to med school. And then I, once I reached med school, I realized that it, though I love medical practice, I really like technology as much and wanted to blend the two. So I, I started working towards getting a master's in engineering related to healthcare and worked on the artificial heart project uh, at Utah, which was very exciting and kind of blended those two disciplines well. And then from that point, to start looking at problems to solve. And most of those problems today tend to be solve through software and innovation uh, along those lines. So that's where I naturally gravitated. Love it. And it's so great that you're able to, to envelope, you know, tech into your passion of medicine. So now you've been doing it for quite some time. What do you think is a hot topic that needs to be on every health leader's agenda? And how are you guys approaching it? Well, there's several things we're involved in. Probably the most important that's on mission to the AMA is our focus on uh, healthcare data interoperability. 
and um, how we can contribute to the problems that um, or contribute solutions to the problem around moving data from point A to point B in a way that can be um, understood and is complete with respect to what's needed to solve the problem uh, at hand. And today, there are several issues with data interoperability in healthcare. Most notably, the first problem would be liquidity. There seems to be a lot of resistance to moving data from silo to silo, and some of that's based on competitive advantage of the players involved. But that problem seems to be um, being addressed by Congress and through some technology move, uh, advances some throughout the Cures Act. And so what we're focused on at the AMA is the data portability standards that would sit on top of those liquidity solutions, which we feel will be in the market soon. Because um, what happens is when you start moving data, you realize that this data doesn't make sense and I can't really use it. And so we're, we're trying to focus on the uh, data standards and, and um, formats that make that data highly useful uh, when it starts moving. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of companies are trying to come up with their own solutions on the back end, trying to form some sort of standardized way of, as you mentioned, liquefying the data and making it useful for third-party providers or just uh, other companies making um, software to help uh, providers. Can you give an example of, of how the AMA or, or maybe a company you've seen or a hospital you've seen has created results by doing things differently? Yeah, so a good example would be around, um, say, something as simple as blood pressure. So blood pressure devices today are used in the hospital, in the ambulatory clinic, and they're used at home. However, these signals are all different. They all format the data differently. So taking blood pressures from multiple sources and aggregating them is, is quite a chore. They don't tend to conform to the same set of standards. So what we've done at AMA is propose a set of standards that are universal that can be applied to any device. And um, we actually include data elements that discuss what type of device it is, things like whether the patient was in the right position, where the cuff was placed in the right brachial artery or left, whether the patient was at rest for 15 minutes prior to the measurement. Um, and all these factors come into play when you try to compare the raw data. So the raw data from one device that was taking um, the wrong part of the body with the wrong preparations is not going to be a valid signal you can compare it to one that was taken with all those uh, parameters in the correct slot. So what we do is create the data standard that allows you then to communicate this information and then the physician can then filter out the signal from the noise and then make decisions based on qualified data. Now, without having this protocol that we've developed, which was clinically validated and included the right information for the right reasons, you couldn't do that. So you can take that same example and, and broaden it across the board. Other issues that we're focused on uh, are social determinants of health which have to do with the patient's environment that they live in, their access to healthcare, their insecurity around food, their knowledge of their disease. All these are very, very important to determining your outcome as a patient. And also, how can we intervene as healthcare professionals to get you to a better outcome? And these determinants have been ignored for a long, long time, but there's data that shows these determinants are very, very important. But we can't really act on these determinants and understand their impact if we can't discuss them in a uniform way, right? Absolutely. So, IHMI is very focused on working with very several large partners, figure out how do we, how do we uh, describe these determinants in a way that everyone can understand and that's standardized and, and codified. And so we're working on that. Uh, currently, we'll be announcing some of our progress at the HIMSS conference coming up in February uh, 11th. 
very soon. No, this is this is very insightful, Tom, and and you guys are doing some great work proposing standards to standard sets to allow interoperability is is huge. Is the vision to try to come up with more of these and then hand them off and, and make them requirements for device companies and, and things like that to make it easier? Yeah. So our role at the AMA, we're mission driven. And so we have focused on those data standards, liquidity or uh, data portability standards that um, are significant, that impact healthcare in a, in a very big way and are are not yet standardized. So there's a lot of unmet needs with respect to these data portability standards. That's where we focus. Common data elements like medications and diagnosis, we're not really concerned with those things that are well described and well accepted. We're looking for areas where there are gaps and uh, blood pressure is one, uh, social determinants another, other areas that we were looking at and working with our partners in academic healthcare and industry uh, relate to say provenance or data governance. Well, how do you you know, that has to do with how does data move from, say, the patient's download of their own information to third parties? How is that data protected? How are the patient rights protected? How is that information tracked? So those are all areas that we're focused in on. And there's, there's other areas as well that include um, other IoT devices and signals from different types of new devices around in healthcare and how do those devices um, transmit their information in a way that can be compared to other devices in the same category. So there's a, there's a lot of work we're doing in, in different domains, but all focus on what the market needs, what is aligned with our mission at the AMA to solve these problems, and where there's unmet needs in general. I think that's brilliant. And one quick opportunity that I wanted to take, Dr. Giannulli, is for the listeners to better understand IHMI and for you to give a little synopsis on, on what, what the focus there is within the, within the AMA. So IHMI stands for Integrated Health Model Initiative. So that's the whole idea there is to build a set of data standards that kind of describe universally certain domains within healthcare so that you can take this information and move it from point A to point B with complete computerized transmission and understanding of that information fancy word that's often used, semantic interoperability. So if we can do that, then this information can be moved across the globe, essentially, with complete description and common understanding, and then made, made useful by aggregation, generally around populations, and then analytics around that information to determine which information or which parameters have the most weight with respect to patient outcome and risk and then use uh, that information to help guide treatments such that you minimize risk and improve outcome and decrease cost. Mm-hmm. So in a very data-driven world where people tend to think data is the new oil, the data is only as good as its, as its uh, formatting or its descriptive um, modeling. And we're trying to create really crisp, clean, and universally accepted modeling to describe the data so that it becomes much more valuable when used as, as discussed. So that's really our intent. And we do that to impact healthcare for the patients and providers, which is our mission. We also uh, will deliver these sophisticated uh, models to the ecosystem free of charge as what they call fire profiles. So if you wanted to take advantage of moving data from point A to B using these standards, you just simply plug in our fire profile into your fire services, and it should then format that information and move it across to the other endpoint so they can understand it completely using the same technology. That's brilliant. That's brilliant work. And definitely a great vision that you guys are working on over there, Tom. So 
love what you're up to. Seriously, like uh, pioneering work, putting the uh, the portability back in the HIPAA, right? Right. So uh, all these things that you're doing don't come without any any hitches, right? So maybe you could chat with us about a setback you guys had that you learned from that's made you guys better. Well, there's a whole ecosystem of partners in the environment around interoperability. Mm-hmm. And so we want to play with those uh, initiatives that are receiving traction and are well accepted. So one of them is the HL7 standard called FHIR, F-H-I-R. And you know, we welcome that as well as any other standards um, that will help get data moving from point A to point B and provide liquidity. There are other standards that are being discussed. It's a fairly robust area of innovation so we look forward to others, but we, we think that FIRE may be the standard uh, of choice for a period and are complying with that in ways that's not competitive to other efforts in the space. And, you know, healthcare and operability has a lot of problems to solve. One of the issues is some of the standard development organizations tend to focus on the exact same issues where we're trying to focus on areas that there are gaps and other people are not paying full attention or giving that their full effort so that we are non-competitive to other efforts in the space. Sometimes that's not always the case, and uh, there's a bit of our standards better than yours, so use ours, and we're, we're trying to avoid that by collaborating with everybody and making it an open process. So we've learned that you can't develop these standards in a vacuum. You've got to go out and see who's done what already in the space, invite them in to have a conversation and figure out what's the best way to advance as a group versus advance as the AMA alone. And so the AMA is known as a, a, as a convener, and that's what we're, we're doing with IHMI is, is uh, opening up the discussion across the board to anyone who's interested and in taking their input and feedback and then developing a set of universal standards against that in a way that most people will agree that this is, this is the, the right direction to, to be going in. And what would you say to date is one of your proudest leadership experiences? Well, we have a great team at the... Um, AMA in Chicago. And uh, when I came on board about four months ago, I realized what kind of strengths we have. And so it's been a very positive experience to understand kind of the best in class staff that the AMA has selected uh, for IHMI. We have uh, folks that have been in the terminology interoperability space for over 20 years. One of them actually helped uh, co-found SNOMED as a standard, as well as others who have done tremendous work in academic medicine or in um, industry. So we have a pretty pretty good team that I'm happy to have had in place and added a handful of new employees in the last four months to help augment the team. So we're ready to uh, start delivering solutions to the market. One will be announced at HIMSS and another that's in process will be announced as well. So we are definitely uh, making progress. That's huge. And uh, congratulations to getting the ship off the runway. It's definitely uh, taken off and uh, excited to hear about the releases at HIMSS. What would you say is, is, I mean, what you guys are doing is an exciting project, right? But if you had to hone in on anything in particular, what would you say is keeping you up at night in a positive way that's an exciting project? Well, I think that the, there's several areas in healthcare that have been somewhat ignored. And, and now that information is, can be structured and, and described in a way that you can take this information and aggregate it, analyze it, and use it in sophisticated uh, AI-based models like predictive modeling. That's pretty, pretty exciting stuff and is really the future of uh, managing risk in healthcare for the betterment of the, of the system and the patient. So that uh, core fundamental requirement of, of good analytics in AI is data. 
and if we can get uh, to those um, technology companies who are investing in this area, you know, a high volume of rich, uh, well-structured information or data, then they can uh, perform in, in the system as a whole benefit. So that's what I would say is the most exciting part of, of the mission here at, the, at IHMI. That's huge. And it's the beginning. I mean, you guys, uh, this is sort of one of those things, like anything else, it's the compound effect. The longer you guys are at it, the better and better. But the good thing is that you're starting. Yeah, I agree. There's, um, we, we're trying to skate where the puck is going to be with respect mm-hmm. to information and data. We believe that liquidity solutions that have been in place for almost 20 years now are starting to be to uh, solidify. And so the second order problem is really the one we're focused on. And it is is not a short-term effort. The AMA has very long-term views of this problem. And uh, IHMI will be here for a long period until this problem has been resolved, which, which should take you know, a fair bit of time. For sure. No, thanks for sharing that, Dr. Janouli. And so um, getting to the end of the, and the interview here, and, and a lot of times these are way too short to cover everything, but I think it's still really, really uh, a meaningful conversation that we're having here. This part of the podcast, we have a lightning round. So I'm going to ask you some questions. You'll give me some short responses. I've got five of those questions for you, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. So you ready for that? Yes, I'm ready. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I believe the best way to improve outcomes is to take a holistic approach to the patient, which includes the medical, behavioral, and um, social determinants, and analyze those um, on a patient-by-patient basis, as well as through population analytics, and then determine you know, how to best intervene uh, based on that, on that information. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? I think uh, narrowly viewing the patient, a non-holistic view of the patient has been the problem traditionally, and we found that trying to manage patients without uh, considering all the parameters that affect health and wellness won't really uh, shape or move the needle much. And so we're, we're learning from that process, and I think we're going to see some big strides here in the next several years. Love that. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Well, I think you have to be aware. You have to have your sensors up and paying attention to the market. The AMA is very good at understanding macro and micro trends. We have quite a few people who are experts who are in our DC office looking at the political landscape and the policy changes, as well as technology and healthcare. So all three need to be part of your analysis on almost day-to-day basis. Really insightful. What's one area of focus that drives everything in your organization? On the mission, AMA is a mission-driven organization. They have a very top-level mission, which is the betterment of healthcare for all uh, through working with providers and patients. There's a lot of uh, breakdown of of specific missions below that, having to do with interoperability, improving outcomes, uh, reducing patient uh, physician burnout, improving patient uh, experience. All those are related to the mission and really drives us on a day-to-day basis. And uh, the last one here, Tom, is a two-part question. I would say uh, number one is what is your number one success habit? What is your number one health habit? I would say my success habit is maintaining enthusiasm and passion for the problem, falling in love with the problem, and staying in love with the problem is important to driving you to, to solve it. And um, you can't look at it as, a, as an occupation or a job. It's got to be more of a passion. Yeah. So for me, that's what keeps me going every day and allows me to enjoy my work. Love it. And how about your number one health habit? 
Uh, my number one health habit is to make sure I have uh, adequate time for family and uh, my own physical uh, workouts, things that I, I do to maintain my own health and mentally as well as physically. And I think we have to separate work from life. And uh, if you do that well, I think you'll have a very successful career and a happy home life. Love it. Some great advice there, Tom. And uh, what uh, book would you recommend to the listeners? Uh, there's lots of books that I would recommend. The one I think is probably the most important would be inspired by Marty Kagan. It's the Bible on product uh, management and uh, any good technology company today, including IHMI, which is not a company, it's an organization within AMA, but we focus on, you know, what is the problem you're trying to solve? How do you solve that problem? Keeping in mind at all times, the end user's needs and how do you test that theory and move forward iteratively with better and better product and solution design? And, and Marty Kagan's book is really that Bible that is used by all major tech companies who are solving the same type of problems. Love it. What a great recommendation. Listeners, you could go get all these tidbits as well as a full transcript of our conversation with Dr. Tom Giannulli. Just go to outcomesrocket.health and type in Dr. Tom Giannulli. That's G-I-A-N-U-L-L-I in the search bar or type in AMA for the American Medical Association. You'll see the, the interview pop up right there with everything that we've discussed. Tom, this has been a tremendous pleasure. I'd love if you could just leave us all with a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you or continue to follow the work that you're up to. Well, thanks so much for today. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you about IHMI and the AMA's mission. I'm very hopeful that uh, as a patient myself and others that are listening can benefit from the expertise and technology we're developing. And I, I really feel like there's some important changes on the horizon for everybody. So if you have any questions, you'd like to hear more about IHMI, contact us through our website address, which is AMA-IHMI. Org. Outstanding, Tom. Hey, this has been a true pleasure and uh, really, really appreciate the insights you've shared and looking forward to staying in touch. Thanks again. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 